Hello and welcome back Boneheads, this is Rich and I'm joined once again by Ben. Hey everybody, on today's episode, episode number 17, we're talking about the Bonehead Bowl and some example teams. We're talking Bonehead Basics, Blocking and the usual games, Hobby and Star Players. Okay, so over to news. Rich, what have we got this week? We've got a couple of things on Kickstarter this week. The first one I'll mention is the one that we actually mentioned in the last episode, the Games of North by Fath. So this is the Game of Thrones inspired minis. Now, when we spoke about it, we thought it was, they looked undead, but they might be able to run it as Norse. It is, in fact, two op- two different teams available. One living, one dead, as they call it. Ah, that explains the, all the mixed spoilers and things like that. Exactly. So there is um, a dead team, which is essentially necromantic, and there is a living team, which is Norse. Um, they're brilliant. They're really good. I don't follow Game of Thrones. I tried it for a season and a half and just couldn't get into it. So I don't necessarily recognise the characters, but the miniatures themselves, as miniatures, are very well done. Oh, wow. I do recognise some of these characters. That is awesome. What I liked in particular was the Norse team. They didn't try to make any off werners They just used them. They just used the direwolves yeah. as as werners which are great little werewolf opportunities to, to use in other teams you've brought into as well. You know what the faces are brilliant on these sculpts. They really are, aren't they? I mean, we get a lot of we get a lot of kickstarters, and a lot of the digital stuff is really really well done. But the faces are brilliant on this one. So detailed. So, so detailed. What I like as well, as I've mentioned in previous, is there's a sub- eight-size comparison to um, Games Workshop minis. Is it a human lineman? It, and an orc lineman. Oh, brilliant. Um, so there's, it gives you a better idea of, of where they're at and what That's they're interesting. doing. So the White Walker is about a head taller than the human lineman, mm. but a bit thinner. And the... Yeah, that, they're, otherwise they size up pretty well. Yeah, I think, I think they fit quite nicely. Why does everyone always use the human lineman that's bent over a little bit? I don't know. You, I'd, I'd always think you'd want to get the Wolverine pose, man. I think that is the Wolverine pose, man, but he just looks... He's bent over, isn't he? So he looks a bit shorter, but I, yeah, I think it's probably fine. They are £52 a team, or if you buy both of them, it's £95, and shipping is only £7. Oh, wow, you can add on their other teams. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow, the other teams are brilliant as well. The other teams are great. They've got a huge selection. Huge selection. I like their slam team. The Frogs team? Yes. That's the one that got my attention. Yeah. I That's, think we might have looked at that one before. It's not the one with Morgan Frog, is it? Even though that frog is very Very cool. similar, isn't it? Yeah. Um, no, but they've got a human team in there, a chaos team. They've got eight teams, I think? So this this Games of North is actually by a company called Fanath. I don't think I said that at the beginning, did I? Just yeah. said Games of North. Yeah. I think they're great. They've got free stretch goals available, but I don't think they're going to get there. They only just hit funding on this. They've got 11 days to go as of this recording, so they've got opportunities. No, 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 they've, they've reached it now. They're yeah. 4,957. Okay, so they've just got there. Against a target of 4,285. So when, at what point did the, kicks, did the, uh, the stretch goals start? From 5,000. So they are, they're about, they're 75, they're basically a team away. So they're almost there, and I almost want to get it for the Norse team, because I love their idea on a Yeti, is a giant. Yes, and that giant is really well done, and again, the face is brilliant on that. So I I really quite like these. I hope they do a little bit better. I think they can um they could do quite well with. Well, they've beat the goal. Um, seven thousand is dice though, so I think it's not going to drive people to do the the do unlock. I mean, a couple of dice. Unlock at five thousand euros. Then you've got oh wow, you've got Arya Stark as the the seven thousand. There's 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 some really great unlocks there that I don't think like you said I don't think they're going to make it, but. Oh, the giant zombie for 24,000 is Oh, yeah. 
However, that is a massive, massive, massive way away. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah I think that's um, far too far in the distance for him, unfortunately. So how big and how much are the teams? 52 quid a team. For metal or resin. So you get a choice of metal or resin. They're not charged any different. Oh, metal all the way. I know it stresses you out. Yeah, no, resin for me. That's 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 bad experience from Games Workshop. Oh, bad yeah. Games Workshop. The, the scaven guy. You were there. You were witness to that. <laughs> yeah. that. That wound me up. And shipping's only seven quid. Fifty-one pounds. Living team resin. So sixty quid, including delivery. Living team metal. Seven linemen, two throwers, two wolves, two runners, two berserkers, and one giant. So sixty quid for postage, whatever. Yep. That's three, so that's two Games Workshop teams and a big guy from Forge Rod. And yes. you get seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, 16, so 15, 16. So 16 players, 16 really good players. And this goes back to what we were saying last episode, which is there are some of these Kickstarters that you just want to go in on to have something really special and really yeah. unique. And this has been brilliantly done. Yeah, and I want to, on the Norse team, despite not getting the, the Game of Thrones references purely because of the sculpts on the actual players they're just good players to look at they're obvious the runners are obvious the, the um, obviously the, the off winners are very obvious <laughs> they're the wolves but the, you're not going to mistake the linemen for the runners or the runners for the berserkers it's just so nicely done so there's 11 days left to go I'm not sure if that will be Sunday uh, Sunday May 19th I'm hoping to get this episode out on May the 18th so if you are listening to this, you've got a day. Yeah. Um, but one cool thing is that there are there is a two pack for ninety one, ninety four pounds. Ninety four pounds. With both with two teams, a dead team and a, and a full. Yeah. So you team. actually get a discount. They're offering a discount to do that. So with postage, that's fifty quid each for two people. Yeah. Which you know it's not a massive saving, but it is you know it's ten pounds. No, but it becomes more reasonable than the seventy or eighty pounds. So the zombies are cool. The whites and ghouls are cool. What were the go? Oh, the golem. Yeah. Oh, the one where he's he's yeah. got his thumbs in the eyes of that guy. But the golems are cool. I think they are the least cool because they are so invested in character. And also, that golem A, who's on his knees popping somebody's eyeballs out, yep. that base looks like a jolly big round base. That looks like a 50 mil. It did look big. Which I don't think would be brilliant for Blood Bowl. However, that is a small price to pay for some absolutely excellent teams. That is Games of North Football Fantasy from Fanaf on Kickstarter. Yeah, there is a second one. Now, this is a, a company which we know quite a lot about anyway. It's from Punga, Min- Punga Miniatures. That's better. Uh, it's the Pirates team. Oh, I've seen lots about this team. We have. So they've, they've been building it up quite nicely. A friend of the podcast, Rob, made sure that we were aware of it. Hey, Rob. Hey, Rob. Um, and uh, I know he's got a quite a close relationship with them, and, and they look after him when he does his, his Carnage Cup. But they've, uh, they initially did a Skaven team. And that's uh, just a, they're basically pirates. Oh my goodness! This team is excellently done. They also have an alternative pirate escaping team called the Cursed Crew, which is basically like I I see it as dirty dirty Davy Jones style Skaven. That's very cool. So I, mutations, I, tentacles. Just got to jump in there straight away. So this is the pirates P I apostrophe R A T S Ratmen Fantasy Football Team on Kickstarter by Punga Miniatures. And it's got 19 days to go, and they are at 29,800 against a target of 4,200. Oh, they've they smashed it. They have literally smashed that into pieces. And if you look at the team, you can see why. The sculpting is brilliant. And yeah. the Kickstarter is really well laid out. But they've also got an underworld option. Now, what they've what I love is the fact that they've done an underworld option, so you've got goblins and skaven. But they haven't taken the pirate theme. They've done a completely different theme again 
For the Underworld. Oh, that's cool. And it's miners. Oh, those runners are fantastic. Yeah. They're just, they're, they're brilliant. The goblins with the, the lanterns on their heads. It just, oh. So. It's fantastic. I don't need a third Skaven team. But do you need an Underworld? I've got an Underworld team. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't have a Skaven team. I don't plan on running one. Oh, the Cursed Ogre is so cool. Oh, yeah. With a diving bell helmet. Yeah. Yep. That is brilliant. <laughs> it's amazing. So they've got three stretch goals. They've already unlocked um, Bulls, re-roll tokens, um, marker tokens, a parrot pirate, and an apothecary model. They are on the cusp of unlocking a opossum fan. So I think he's literally just holding a big foam finger. By the looks of the um, uh, the silhouette, um, but if they they pass the next couple of stretch goals, they're going to be offering out a goblin undertaker and a rat wizard. Wow, there's a load of stretch goals there. The underworld team. There is a there is a troll. The troll is very retro. It looks really good. It's, it's got gold. a candle on its head. Yeah, it's well done. Do you know what it reminds me of? World of Warcraft kobold. Ah, you see, for those of you who do wow. He's got a candle on his head was dripping all over his head and it just reminds me of the kobolds. Yeah, no, no. this whole Kickstarter has been absolutely brilliantly done mm. and I think that's why they've smashed it so well. And yeah. Plus, they did a really good bit of PR. There was a lot of posts coming up about it a month or two ago as well. Same as the uh, the Games of North. Yeah, leaking it through, making people aware it's still coming, getting people's opinions and stuff. Oh, that whale troll is creepy, isn't it? Ah, oh, so this is from the um, from his other ones, the Savage Orcs. Yeah. So yeah, they're offering the, the Savage Orcs and the Magma tribe available as an add-on as well um, for a little bit more money. At the moment, the teams that we've just spoken about are £60 for a team, roughly, and a tenner for shipping. Yeah. So that's 70 quid all in, which again, compared to others, is, is fairly cheap. Well, I think that's about, that's a, yeah, that's about the same mark as everything else. So the stretch goal for 10,000 was some balls. <laughs> Anchors. I like that where they don't go absolutely crazy. But there's an apothecary that's coming up. That's been reached, that's been spoiled. Um, Yeah, I'm very impressed with this. Yeah, really, really well done. So I think they're offering a discount if you buy two or all of them. I like that. I I mean, I think we did that with the Undead Halflings, didn't we? We did, yeah. Yeah. So rewards. Can you buy individual models? Yes, Yes, you can. can. UK is €10. Those runners might be a really good way... I mean, look at that. So, 10, pa- 10 euros postage. And I don't know how much the individual runners are, but I guarantee you, getting a couple of those would be cheaper than buying another team if you want a couple of extra runners. Oh, yeah. Gutter runners. Yeah, definitely. Mix it up a bit as well. So, yeah. No, I mean, there's two fantastic Kickstarters that have come out. It's brilliant, it's brilliant. Um, the only other thing I would mention, there's nothing that's out yet, but Exit23, uh, the company that did the Zenobian Zeniths, Oh yeah, the um uh, the Amazon team are in the process of designing and are planning on releasing a Chaos Dwarf team. Oh, I've been waiting for a really good Chaos Dwarf. Team. So they've been teasing little bits and pieces. I've made them aware to let us know. So if you're listening, let us know <laughs> when you're releasing and what's going on with it. Um, but they have got bits and pieces, and they're looking to release that in the in the next couple of months. Got runners with tricorn hats. It's yeah. so cool. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. Just buy yourself the third team then. I might have to get the gutter runners with fancy hats. That's just amazing. <laughs> that is just amazing. Is that it for models? That's it for models. So we saw Deep Root spoiled this week. We did. I did post about that on Twitter. I didn't post about it on Facebook because it was already everywhere on Facebook. Um, what's your opinion of the model? I like it. I know it's had very mixed reviews, but I think it's nice. It, it sticks with the with the halfling aesthetic. I think you can only use Deep Root for halflings now. Yeah, you can. So... 
I, I, a lot of people disliked it because of the fact they couldn't use it as a normal or wouldn't fit as well as a, a normal treatment. Yeah, I think I think sort of missed a trick there. I think by them going straight in with deep root instead of showing the regular trees. I don't know, maybe they're just kind of uh, doing the old switcheroo. But this this uh, spoil and launch isn't going as smoothly as some of the other ones. No, which, definitely not. Which is a shame because everything we've seen so far looks really well done. The halfling models are great. I mean, we look we talked through the uh, the new Spike magazine. We did. Um, that was a couple of episodes ago now. Yeah. And we still haven't got a release date for it. No, I think it's imminent. It's got to be imminent. I know um, there's a lot of events going on over the next month. Warhammer Fest. They've already said that there's going to be a Blood Bowl release. That is this weekend. That is this weekend. So. By the time that this comes out, you already know, know the information. Anyway, I think we're probably going to get the, your trees in your official release date. And I wouldn't be surprised if they say pre-orders next week. So spoil the trees this weekend and then, let's say on Sunday, that pre-release for the following I weekend. reckon so. That'd be great. I'll be back in the country by that point. Yeah. And then they can um, start teasing the, the lizardmen that I've, I've, I've promised people <laughs> that they're going to release next. So yeah, so that was, that was quite cool to see them actually do something. The only other stuff really, I suppose, is tournament-wise, isn't it? Well, just before we move on, Deep Root and, yeah, everyone on Twitter, bar maybe two or three, were were not a fan. Which is a bit of a shame, but again, we're just waiting on the proper trees. Yeah, and I think that it's it's got a very limited... It's got a... Yeah, but the the, the style, they've really committed to making it look like a halfling tree mount. Yeah. Which I think they have to be careful with when they do the, the full release of the trees. Because, obviously, you can take them the wood elves... People don't take them on wood elves very often at all, but it does need to be quite quite generic. Now, I bought my I bought my Ent from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yes. I built it. I, I put a picture of it on, on Twitter, and it is huge, but it does the trick really well. And I think when it's lined up with some stunties, it will look amazing. I agree. I agree. I'm, I, I, I'm not a big fan of skinny trees, but I'm also aware that you can't be treeist and that trees come in all shapes <laughs> and sizes. Yeah, this isn't really a skinny tree, it's just a tall tree. Just a tall tree. It's still hench. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely strength six, maybe even strength seven. So, uh, talking of tournaments, we have got R1. Uh, we've got the Bonehead Bowl coming up on the 29th of June. Uh, it is Saturday the 29th of June at Entoyment in Pool, um, three rounds, and it is an optional mixed team build. So, yes. we're going to be talking about some example teams for Bonehead Bowl in Topic 1. Um, I've got a few ideas and... and some of the guys from the local club have talked about what their builds are going to be. It should be a really good day. Trophies are on order now. They are. Which is Dice so are cool. on order. Dice and some trinkets as well, some giveaways. Should be a should be some really great prize support there, um, as well as some excellent games. We have got the Sewer Bowl 7s coming up in August, August the 10th, yep. again at Entourment on in Pool. That'll be a five-game Blood Bowl 7s tournament. And again, we will make sure there is just as good prize support. Yeah, we're going to make it equal, if not better. And in a few episodes' time, we are going to be talking about uh, the Sewer Bowl 7s and what the rules pack is and, and how it's going to work. Yeah, excellent. Um, but right now, we're all focusing on Bonehead Bowl. We are. I'm, yeah, really looking forward to it. I'm starting to get the buzz for it now. It's not that far away. What, six weeks as of now? Roughly? Oh, Seven oh, weeks, oh, maybe? I've downloaded an app for this, for this very reason. <laughs> I mean, not for this very reason, for, obviously for my holiday. So I'm going to Tenerife in one day, apparently. And Bonehead Bowl is 51 days from recording. We should start doing a countdown. And um, as it gets closer to the time, probably about a month out, we'll start posting some uh, teams that are available for, for loan at the event as well. So yeah. if you don't have a team painted up or you want to try a different team, we're going to have some mixed teams available. All you have to do is just drop us an email and say, hey, can I borrow your Kemri Undead team that day? 
you don't even need to bring any models. All you have to do is bring yourself. Yep, done. But uh, yeah, get in contact with us. If you're interested in coming, if you, you want to know any more information, drop us an email, talk to us on Facebook or, or Twitter or whatever. So that's tournaments, that's toys, that's news. Okay, so over to hobby, games, bits and bobs. Rich, what have you been playing? Blood Bowl. Good. Lots of Blood Bowl. We're back on the league now. Yeah. And I'm getting games in. So I got a game in with my Forest Goblins, my stunties against Ian's for the first Looney League match. Yeah, so we're running three leagues at the local club. Same teams, so the teams can play across leagues with some restrictions. There's a minor league for basically brand new standard teams, mm-hmm. one million buys. There's a major league for our redrafted teams, so no cap limit on that once you've done the initial redraft and the final redraft. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, and we've got the Looney League, which is mixed teams, stunty league teams, secret teams, and any other team you want. Basically. It's a bit of fun. Yeah, so that's really good. So I'm glad you've got the first game in. How did you get on? 1-2-0. Oh, that's awesome. 1-2-0. Um, I would say it's less my luck and more Ian's bad luck. Yeah, so friend of the podcast, a multiple award-winning painter, Ian. Multiple, multiple award-winning painter, Ian, actually. He was um, at the Southern South Coast GT for AOS mm. um, within the last couple of weeks playing um, Age of Sigma, And he was on Twitch. He was on the Warhammer Twitch, which was cool. It was game four. So the Sunday morning, we got a, we got a, a message in the group chat saying, guys, check out Twitch. And it was him, so you could see his little head <laughs> bouncing around. And um, he he had the worst luck I think I've ever witnessed on television. He failed almost all of his roles, and the other guy, Terry, literally didn't didn't whiff a single die roll the entire game. Ian got absolutely hammered. He got pitch cleared, um, and he didn't he didn't basically didn't kill a single model. Jeez. It was a perfect game for the uh, for the other town. I've just seen that luck from him was absolutely awful. Then. <laughs> he, played, he played you, and we had streamed our game on YouTube. We did. You and I did. And then I thought, right, let's see if we record it, see what the quality is like, see mm-hmm. how the quality is different. The quality is much better recording, so one to bear in mind. But again, Ian, on camera, awful luck. Yeah, it, it was awful. Everything was one, everything was a skull. And that reminded me that we actually played a game, I think, I think that was streamed as well from... From the beginning of the last season, when I played his goblins yeah. with my Skaven, and he, Ian, actually swore because he was so angry, he'd like failed everything. <laughs> so basically, Ian just can't play on camera. He's a ghost camera show. Yeah. He spent so, so long painting these models, and the camera just can't handle it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you destroyed his team for all by accounts. Yes, yeah. yeah. Several casualties, 2 0 win. It was just. I, I injured his troll. On a one die block with my spider rider on turn one, he regen, <laughs> but it was just it. It started there and it just it didn't go well for him. Well, I think he got a blitz and blew up some of the guys with his with the bomber. He did. Oh uh, no, 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 no. He was he got one? the blitz. So no, the very first turn. Yeah. He blitzed on the kickoff. Yeah. He decided to throw the bomb. I caught it, threw it back, <laughs> and I, I ended up taking out three or four of his guys. Oh, that is absolutely brutal. It's a great way to start a match, but if your luck carries on like that, it's quite quite punishing. Yeah, it was it was such a good laugh. So oh, it was this horrible. is this is your stunty league team, isn't it? My stunty league team, yeah. Ah, oh, brilliant. How did the stickers do? Because they've got stab, haven't they? They do. And against another stunty team, you're breaking armor on eight pluses. And then going straight for the nine plus casualties. Yeah. Did they do well? Yes, I got three casualties using the stickers. That is very awesome. Yeah, it was great. 
Really great. So because it was 1,000, uh, 1 million, you probably weren't running Chomp and Stomper. No, unfortunately not. I, I ran it at 835k because I'm just thinking long term. Yeah. If I get a slightly developed team, there's Chomper and Stomper oh, or something similar. Don't forget to roll your uh, have a lot of money test. I still need to do that. Yeah. I still need to do that okay. for the next game. But um, How much is Chomper? 270. Okay, so... You're a you're a while off uh, any other teams in the Lunar league. Yeah, hitting that hitting that limit. But yeah, so but that went well, went very well. I can't complain. Um, it was good fun. I just felt awful by the end of the match. Yeah, because it just <laughs> didn't matter what what I did. So that was game one, wasn't it? That was night one. That was the new league. Yes. Game so one, I played one. Lewis on that night. You did. Um, Lewis hadn't uh, hasn't hasn't gone for any new teams this season, so he's running two in the major league. So I broke out my Skaven team. Yeah. And it was the rematch, sort of. He was running his Chaos team, and last time I played Lewis, he was playing with his Lizards, and it was mm. in the final. And he beat me 2-1. And the dice were on my side for this game. Um, so we deploy, start off, I get a Blitz. So I go for it, I punch a hole, I do a short kick using the kick skill, which yep. is cool. Punch a hole, secure the ball, the ball lands, my guys are running, catch it. He tries to take it back, can't get through, boom. Turn one, turn one defensive touchdown score. Wow. And then I just got really lucky with my positioning and I did some cheeky, some very cheeky gutter runner stuff. And I ended up going into the second half, 3 0 up, wow. receiving. It was um, it was an absolute carnage fest. I ended up winning 4 0 in the end, but I did lose 100 and, oh, I think it might have been 180, 200k um, gutter. He died. Yeah. He died twice. We were really sad that yeah. I gave Lewis all the money I had in my pocket. But. <laughs> My new gutter runner is now level is now movement ten, so I've yeah. now got two movement ten gutter runners and an edge five gutter runner, and that's I had enough money to immediately replace the guy that died. See, that's something at least. There's there's nothing worse than not having the money to ever replace something, yeah. particularly a, a, a key piece like a gutter runner. Yeah, so um, you know, it wasn't the end of the world, and those guys have done so well to mm. live as long as they have. So I'm really happy with that. So yeah, really happy with that. And actually, as far as playing with the Skaven go. I have only lost one game in the last 10 with them, and that wow. was two Lewis in the final. So I'm like, actually, I'm doing quite That's well. Crazy. Their little win percentage is oh, going really good. good. Yeah. Played any other games? I did. I played last night. I played against Ben. Not you, other Ben. And I played with my Orcs. So I have already had one game with the Orcs, because I played against Rick when he was over here in his um, on his vacation time away from France. <laughs> um, so we got that in quick, and um, it was against his high elves. Yeah. Um, ended up being a one-all draw, but a very tense, very tense game where the, the first half was just bad dice rolls for us both. He was having to re-roll dodges see, all see, the time. Ben does have some atrocious luck with his high elves. We've seen a video of him playing BB2. Oh, that was insane. I think you mentioned it on last 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 um, last episode, but yeah, where it bounced around and like five or six elves failed to capture his bouncing ball. Um, so it was one-all in the end. One-all in the end. Um, did you get any decent level ups either of you though? I did. Ooh, what happened? Did you get I, a double? Yeah, Blitzer doubled. I've got a blodging Blitzer. Blodging or Blitzer. That is Blodging or Blitzer. Um, he got a normal level up on one of his um, and gave it dodge. Uh, yeah, I think that's probably I good. think it's a sensible yeah, thing that's to, a good do. One, good one to give to um, He had a couple of injuries, nothing bad. One missing next game. Yeah, and I, a, I put that on his, on his team sheet. He's got a journeyman ready for the next one. But all in all, yeah, it was alright. Oh, although my dice rolls were... Was so successful in the second half. I didn't use a single reroll. That's impressive for the whole half. But if you run well with orcs, if you're running the slow, if you if you're playing sharp, that will happen. The same with dwarves. 
Mm. You know, like you don't you if you if you choose wisely, go with the good rolls, you can save that, which is why some a lot of people at tournaments take less re rolls because they pick and choose their die rolls. Yeah, you, you're accepting the pushes and things. I like just gung ho everything. Um, <laughs> and uh, and have my re rolls to save me. Uh, I haven't managed to get another game in. I've just played that one. But I have been doing an absolute ton of hobby. So I fly out the day after tomorrow for my holiday, which is brilliant. So I've built the Dark Elf team, and it's mostly base painted. So the idea is I'm going to be playing a game of Blood Bowl 7s out there with Tiff Sharp, yeah. the Blood Bowl Basics work, which is going to be really, really cool. So we're going to be there on the patio or the, the balcony in Tenerife playing some Blood Bowl 7s. Nice. Which is very cool. So yeah, the Dark Elf team's built and... It's painted enough at the moment. So I did a painting session with Ian and Good Guy Lewis last night. Oh, nice. And then, um, yeah, I built my tree man. Built the ma- one of my massive golems. Yeah. The iron golems, which I'll be using as tree man in my dwarf halfling yeah. split team. Ready for bonehead bowl. And I have received the rest of my undead teams. So for my undead dead punchy team, yeah. I need three boxes of the uh, undead wow. team. And I've now gone all in. I got two from Entoyment. Oh, nice. Yeah, wanted to see how quick they posted. They did a really good job. Good. Really happy with that. So they are, I think they're slightly slightly more expensive than Goblin Gaming yeah. or Alchemist Workshop or um, Element Games, but for the sake of, I think it was literally £2. It was £2 more for them than the other one actually supporting a local-ish shop uh, that you know we're very fond of. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, they were quick delivery. Really, really pleased with them. Good, good. I, I mean, whenever I've been in there, they've been great to be able to deal with personally, so it's nice to know that they, they do the same um, on the interwebs as well. Yeah, yeah. Very happy with that. Um, but yeah, now it is just packing, getting ready for holiday, and then um, when I get back, I'll edit this episode, and then we can go straight into more Bonehead Bob stuff. Awesome. Which will be really, really, really cool. Yeah. Um, I have been starting to paint my Norse Chaos team. Oh, that's so cool. So I found a Reaper Yeti. Reaper Miniatures Yeti. Oh, the, I'm using the, as the, the, tini- the tiny guy. The tiny guy. He's not as tiny as I thought he was. <laughs> Although if you put him at the wrong angle, he does look like he's dabbing. Yeah, we did see was, that on Which is pointed chat. out. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Ruined it. Forever. Supportive. That's what friends are Forever. for. Uh, but he's mostly done. And I've started on one of the Zangor Beastmen that I'm yeah, using. Yeah, they look cool. So I'm I'm trying to go with a black skin tone for the first time, um, to because they're going to be called the Bastion Stair Ravens. Ah, uh, you and your ravens. Yeah, me and my ravens. I've got the rooks, I might as well have the ravens. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I figured that I'd paint the the birdmen as raven like as possible, as yeah, as raven like as possible. So I've gone with that. Um, it's been it's been fun to actually paint something a little bit different. Like the Yeti was done in about an hour and a half. I literally just primed it. And um, dry brushed it. <laughs> that was it. And then painted in the claws and the the eyes. Um, there's nothing to it at all, really. But I've um, picked up some Valhalla Blizzard to use for the first time. So interesting to see how that works and give them a snowy vibe. Um, but that's about it for me. I think that's plenty. A couple of other things that we've seen going on is um, Lewis was actually painting his chaos team last night. Hey. And obviously Ben tonight is throwing us some some, some pictures of his high elves that he's on the brew. They're looking good, which is fantastic. Right, let's go on to our first topic. Okay, so the first topic of the night is talking about some Bonehead Bowl team examples. So the first thing we're going to do is give a quick rundown of the build rules for Bonehead Bowl, which is an optional mixed team list. Then we're going to go through some examples that Rich and I have built, and one from local player Ben, 
who's just absolutely gone to town, which I think is quite good. It looks amazing, doesn't it? Yeah. So the build rules for Bonehead Bowl are you can take a regular team yep. for 1100 and within that you get skills based on your uh, your tier. Mm-hmm. Uh, or you can take a mixed team. Now the restrictions with mixed teams are, you know, you choose two teams, you have to have at least four players from each roster, Yes. and uh, you use the price for re-roll of the most expensive one of the two, and you have to have one fan factor for each re-roll. Mm-hmm. It's a balancing point, but also it shows that actually those teams that are different will get more following yes. from fans. So actually it takes them more effort to train to be a unit, but because of it, there's more interest from fans. Yep. So you end up with these different teams that take more money to be a proper cohesive team uh-huh. and they end up with a lot more followers. So it kind of balances out. And the tiering list is basically if you take a tier 1 team and a tier 3 team, you get the skills for tier 1 and the skills for tier 3. They can be spread amount amongst the teams as much as you like. Hopefully even the playing field a little bit. Yeah, exactly. So if you wanted to take a Wood Elf tier 1 and chuck it in with a Halfling team, for example, which Rick did when we were playing, when we were playtesting these rules, uh, yeah, six months ago. Yeah, um, time ago. Yeah, you would have uh, tier one, which would be two normal skills, and tier three, which would be two normal or double skills, mm. and therefore those would be the skills you could spread around any of the players on your team. Yeah, it is one skill per player, but I think that's the only restriction. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can, despite you having um your your tier three doubles, you don't have to use them on that tier three team. You can use it on your tier one or tier two yeah. team. And if you have a double tier one, that means you get two normals and two normals. If you go for a mix of one and two, you get two normals, one normal and one optional double or normal. Yes. So it it's, it's, seems a little bit convoluted, but it's really not that tricky when you, you break it down. When you look at it, no, it doesn't look so bad when you look at that one. No, and which is good because we've been building some teams. We have. Okay, so I'm going to go first because I got so excited and I started building multiple teams. And the whole point is that actually we're going to have, going to have, we're going to have some spare teams available. So yes. if anyone wants to come along and... Wants to run a different team than normal, we've got a couple of spares. So my first team of choice is one I've labelled Dead Punchy. This is my Kemri Undead Mix. Yep. So we've got an 1100 build, and those are the two teams I've, I've plugged in, because actually I thought, I've, there's an opportunity here. There is. So the new Undead kit is lush. It's, yeah, it is good. <laughs> it's a really good kit. And I've got some of the Space Marine, the Zinch Space Marine heads the thousand suns yeah the rubric marines yes so they're big they've got like a egyptian style crests yeah and um, so i've got a bunch of those i've done one test model so far it looks good it looks cool it fits um, really nicely i pinned the model so that it was standing more upright makes sense as well so it doesn't look quite so crazy so my mummies are going to be in the, the standard foot flat on the ground running forward poses mm-hmm. and all my tomb guardians are going to be standing tall with the big crests i like it should be quite cool I've already started building it. I've got the other two teams now, so it's ready to go. So the the list is going to be two mummies, yep, four tomb guardians. That's nasty. So that is a front line of six strength five guys with no nega traits. That's insane. <laughs> but no movement. No, there's going to be no movement. <laughs> and I mean, you you've been running Kemri in the pool league, yeah. With the tomb guardians, because mm-hmm. they're only 100k, which I think is absolutely bargain. Yeah, it's great. How bad is decay? Not that bad. They've no. got to break through the armor. You, you've got to have those two 10 plus rolls yeah. to get through to it. And even then, you're looking at a couple of big old ones yeah. to take them out permanently. I was unlucky in the first game. But you've also got regen as well. And you've got four of them. You have got four of them. Their, their biggest issue is the fact that they don't actually have any skills. Yeah. So if someone wants to do a two up block, 
it's more likely that you're going to get knocked down purely because they've got nothing. It really is. It really is. Um, yeah, but they're still movement four though, which I think is quite impressive. Yeah, I thought they'd always be like a movement I thought three. Movement three as well. So I was expecting to have this this massive front line. But yeah, so running six strength five big guys, and there's still enough money for a few more players, which is really cool. So we've got four skeletons or zombies. I think probably two of each. Yeah, I think so. I don't think it really matters. Um, so we've got four team guardians from the Kenry team. Yep. So that ticks that restriction off. Mm-hmm. And there's money left over for two rerolls and two fan factor and two ghouls. That's nice. Yeah, so you've still got somebody that can handle the ball. Yeah. With decent movement. Um, I, I can't imagine, I don't know how well they'll play this team. I'd love to get a test game in. So I know you and I are talking about doing um, a playthrough of Bonehead Ball teams we are. for YouTube quite soon. And this will be the team I'll use because it looks awesome fun. It, you, it's going to be, you need to take people off the pitch. I think. Because the moment that somebody gets an opportunity to take out your ghouls, that's when you're going to have a yeah, problem. Yeah, the, the ghouls are it. So... Because there's a tier one and a tier two, mm-hmm. I get three normal skills and one double or normal. Yep. So the double or normal is going to go on a Tomb Guardian. Nice. For leader. Okay. To get me that extra reroll. Don't want to put it on a Ghoul because they're quite, you know, armor seven. No reroll. to be taken out. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Quite so. Another single will go on one Ghoul to be sure hands, to be mm-hmm. ball carrier. So we're looking at three rerolls now on the team and sure hands. So should be able to pick up the ball. Yeah. Kind of all you really need to do. And both the mummies getting blocked. They're nice. doubles. So yeah. Can't do that. Need to rethink that. Oh yeah, you do. oh yeah. Yeah. German access. What have they got? Is it just strength for the mummies? Yeah. And uh, I think we'll go two mighty blow on the tomb guardian. What about or guard? Guard. I would suggest guard. At least one of them yeah. get a guard because they're not going very far. Probably not the mummy. Not the mummy because the mummies already have mighty blow. Juggernaut. Yeah, jugs is okay, but it only works if you're if you're blitzing. These guys aren't going anywhere. So I think probably mm, just a mighty blow, um, two mighty blows on the Tomb Guardians, or two guards on the Tomb Guardians, two guard on the Tomb Guardians. That's brutal. And then we can put them in the lineup with the mummies. So yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's a lot that's of punch. Big old, a yeah, lot of punch lot, that. yeah, there's some proper thinking to be done on them. The team is in fact dead punchy. Dead punchy. Okay, like so what, uh, what have you been brewing? So I mentioned them earlier. And it's the team I'm actually going to run against you. That's <laughs> what cool. we did. That's really cool. Which is the, the Norse Chaos. Um, which are both... No, it's a tier one and a tier two. Norse is Chaos. Tier one. Yeah, Chaos, chaos, is, tier chaos two. is tier two. So that leaves you with four Norse skills? Um, uh, well, three, three Norse three skills and one optional. One optional double. So I'm not going for the optional double. I'm going for four normal skills. So first off, the team I'm taking from Norse, I'm taking two Elf Werners. Yeah. The Yeti, because I like a big man. And two linemen. So your standard sort of Norse um, linemen. Yeah, it's still block though. Still block. Yeah. Um, three beastmen, three chaos warriors. Okay. So you've still got a nice hard hit in line. Now, I'm only taking two rerolls. So it's two rerolls, two fan factor, a coach, and a cheerleader. Ah, oh, so you had a couple of. Cash left over. A couple of cash left over. Yeah. If you've got it, you might as well use it because it'll be at that point that you will need that extra guy. Well, when in the um, really the cheering fans or um, brilliant, uh, brilliant coaching, coaching yeah. get, you know, could net you that reroll. Exactly that. So it's it's quite um, it's quite heavy hitting, but that makes it eleven hundred on the schnoz. Um, what I'm looking at doing is taking a juggernaut on both of the elf earners. I know they don't have block. But I'm hoping that with their strength four and the frenzy, I might be able to crowd surf a couple. Yeah, I mean, you're going to be... Um, so Juggernaut only works on blitzes. Yes. 
So why well, you know one of them maybe might, just one of them. Yeah, I was gonna say you might find that the other one is becomes a dead skill. Mm. Um, it might be that you could use tackle and use them as your safety. That might make a bit more sense. Because strength four frenzy tackle is likely to take out anybody who breaks through your line. Yeah. So you've got a you know a gutter runner and making a break for it or something like mm. that. Or my next team, so halfling catcher gets into the near the end. What's the old runner's move? Is it's got to be six or seven? Six. Yeah, six. So six, go for it. You've got the entire backfield covered. Yeah, when with strength four, blitzing. Yeah. So that's why I think maybe tackle. Tackle might make a bit more sense. Now thinking defensively, sort of. Two of my chaos warriors, I want to stick tentacles on. Now my thought <laughs> is, yeah, you stick the yeti in the middle. Yeah. Two guys, two chaos warriors with tentacles. The strength four isn't huge. However, my game against Ian with tentacles and shadowing has really sort of made me a bit more interested about how tentacles actually works and, so you, and you, how debilitating it can be. So you're gonna pop them on the line. Pop them on the line. And just put them on the line the because then it's just it's it's covering them up. You've got three big old guys on the line. Put one of the chaos warriors slightly back. Or do I put the Yeti slightly back? I definitely have two of the Chaos Warriors there. Yeah. So ideally you look at two with the tentacles on the line. I always play with a safety as you know. So let's go with the, the tackle off Werner at the back. Another one slightly middle. Come frenzy out either way. Yeah. Lineman on the edges. Couple of beastmen on the inside. And a spare one on the... In the part of That's it, a right? really interesting build. So you've got the Yeti. Yep. So you've got strength five. You've got three strength four. Mm-hmm. Warriors and two strength four yeah. That's that's very heavy hitting. My only thing is that I think it's it's a it's a massively blitz intensive list. It is, but I don't think that would be a problem. I think that would just mean that because none of those guys are vulnerable to counter attack. Actually, what's the old foreigner's armor? Is it seven? seven? Okay, so they're kind of vulnerable, but you, all your warriors are great. Beastmen are great. Like they're tough as. Tough well, as yeah, on the so, blitz they become a, a well, strength four. So you've got them as optional. So yeah, if I need to blitz with these guys, they're still going to be strength four blitzing, which is awesome. But otherwise, they're they're strength three armor eight. If I chuck them in base contact with somebody just to gum up a hole, they'll be fine. Yeah. So you're not vulnerable to it, which is really cool. So I'm really interested to see how the list plays. So yeah, it's it it does intrigue me. I've I've got really sort of a, a bit buzzy about it. So mm, maybe. Maybe more mighty blow will be needed there. My only other Not option on <laughs> was removing one of the linemen yeah. and making it a thrower. So for the short hands. Three rerolls or two rerolls? Two. Okay. Two rerolls, two fan factor. Yeah. Now if I got rid of the coach and the cheerleader well, and you... dropped a lineman, it well, gives me 70k to work with. No, ignore. What about because you, you do have a doubles to play with. Mm. So you could stick leader on someone if you wanted that a third reroll. I don't know whether I would use it that much. Hmm. I really don't because I think it's going to be one of those ones where I'm I'm trying to clog up the line, yeah. As opposed to being on the attack all the time. I'm on the attack, it's a case of your, this is where I am. You come through me. Yeah. No, I think that'd be really good. I and so I'd be, be quite happy with a push. Keep pushing them back because the further you've got to go back, the more difficult it is. So the next team I want to talk about is Ben's. So he mentioned it on last episode and he's been brewing it up some more. <laughs> he's not quite finished, but what he's got so far I think is really cool. So this is his troll heavy list. Yeah. So it's orcs and goblins, mm-hmm. which you know points for theme straight away. Yeah, definitely. So from the goblin list, he's got two trolls. From the orc list, he's got one more troll. <laughs> and then he's just gone absolutely straight in there with Ripper. It's nasty, isn't it? Four <laughs> long, four, four big, four, big guys four just trolls. Sat there. I mean, it's it's I I'm, you know that is that is very cool. So he's got four trolls, including Ripper, 
two line orcs, five goblins, two rerolls. Now he's left with 60k, and there's there's a lot of options that he can take within that. He can afford a loony, he can afford a bomber. Um, loony. He can even upgrade one of his line orcs to a black orc. Oh, I like that. Now I'm not sure what he's doing for skills. In fact, how much has he got left over? He's got 60k. Could he not upgrade both of his lineos to black orcs? Um, no. Oh, are they 80k each? 80k each. He really could. So it could be an absolutely massive strength. <laughs> um, but what he could do is he could take the bombardier. Yeah. Because goblins are a tier 3. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know where you're going with this. Exactly. Go straight for Hail Mary <laughs> with the bomber. <laughs> yes. Um, which I think would be really, really cool. So he's, and he's still left with a double, so he can give one of his trolls a block if he wanted to. That's insane. Yeah, and he'll be left with 20k left over to do whatever he wants, maybe a couple of a couple of coaches or something. Now, he has only got the two re-rolls, so I do recommend that he puts leader maybe on one of the line orcs. Yeah. Get him that third re-roll. He's got two regular skills. Um, he could even give both those orcs block mm. and put the leader on, I don't know, on another of the trolls or something. Because, let's face it, with armor 9 and thick skull and regeneration, trolls aren't really going anywhere. No, 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 no. It's going to be difficult to take them out. Um, yeah, so I, 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 he's got some, he's got some, he's got a ton of options there. Mm. Um, now he's not even running the fanatic, um, but if he dropped one of the linemen mm. into a goblin, he could actually just add a fanatic in there as well. Oh, that's quite cool. Yeah, it would leave him down, but if he takes the bomber and gives him Hail Mary again, he'll be down to players because I think he's only running one, two, three trolls, four with Ripper, five, six. Um, so he's only got 11 players on the team. But if he picks up a bomber, that's 12. Yep. So you're not down one. And if he downgrades a lot of Orc Lineman, well, he'd need to take the Orc Lineman. Oh, no, because, no, wouldn't, because if he's taking the Goblin goblins, anyway, yeah. you'll be okay. So he's covered on that. I just think it's going to look... He's already started building it, I think. Is he really? Yeah, he's running the Gloom Sky, the, the gloom Spike gets. He's got a box of those trolls. Sweet. To build the triple trolls. Oh, well, the rock gut, Trogoths. Yeah, they're brilliant. And he's got his, his, his troll that he's going to use for Ripper, I think. Nice. From, yeah. his, um, from his goblin team. I like it. It's a cracking little idea. It would look insane, and if it comes off, it's going to be wonderful. Yeah. It'd also be great just to watch three trolls all go really stupid on one turn and, and Ripper trying to work out where to go. Uh, <laughs> Ripper would be fine. But he's... Um, the cool thing about this list is it opens up... it. The options are open up because of the skill builds. Yes. I mean, having two doubles that you can put on anybody... You know, it means he can immediately start with the bomb with Hail Mary Pass, which is a really cool build. He, you know, there's um, if you wanted to take a, a loony or a fanatic, you give one of them. You know, you could give him one of them anything really. Chainsaw and Mighty Blow. Yeah, I don't. That doesn't actually work, but um, if he was blocked against. Oh yeah, yeah. of course it is. But the wrong way around. You can give him dodge or block to protect him. Yeah, um, make him a bit more um, yeah, a bit more difficult to bring down. The fanatic, the fanatic could take Mighty Blow. Even, you know, yeah, maybe that then. Build your own fungus the loon. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of cool stuff you can do there. I'm hoping to see some throw teammate action from that team as well, but it will probably just be a massive clash. So so far we've seen some teams with a lot of heavy strength. Yep. Have you got a different team? Not that? really. Okay, cool, because neither will I. Yeah, good. <laughs> Go for it, what have you got? Orcs and Ogres. So this is one of the original teams. When we were playtesting this six months ago, that I used against Rex, Wood Elves, and Halflings. I'm not much of a, an agile type of player. I can't deal with them. I don't get the whole dodge and run away thing. I'm more yeah, of a. You are, you are bash, bash. Not, not, not dash. I, mean, I am bash, not dash. But in this, I could run two Black Orcs, 
two blitzers and a troll and a lineman from the orcs, as well as two ogres and four snotlings from an ogre team. That is insane. So it's a huge number of players with a decent amount of bash. This still comes with three rerolls, three fan factor, as well as a coach and a cheerleader. Three rerolls? Three rerolls. Yeah, I've worked that out right. 320, 530, 560. Yeah. So that's. How much are rerolls for Ogres? Are they 60? 70. 70, so that's 240 on top 240. Brilliant. So 240. It's, it's as yeah. much as it's going to get. It's insane. But that gives me 2, 4, 6, 8, 12, 13 players <laughs> to allow for the snotlings that are going to die. So Orcs are tier 1. I believe, and ogres are tier three. Yes. So that gives you four skills. Yeah. So two, two normals, two doubles. Yeah. So, and I've been really, really boring, and given block to the black orcs, yeah. and block to the ogres. Oh, that's that's brilliant though. Just simple, no messing around. And you can, you've managed to afford the rerolls as well, which is brilliant. <laughs> it's it's it crazy. Doesn't even leave you vulnerable. No. I'm starting to wonder whether I've added that up right. No, it looks it looks pretty good. So how much are rerolls? So there's 70? 70. Plus 10%. 10k each. So, oh wow, that's that's very interesting. I think it could be fairly brutal. So what what are you planning on doing with the ball? Just to hate to put the the, the ball in the blood ball. So your blitzers are going to be your ball carriers. They're they're my fastest players. They've already got block. They've still got the armour nine. Yeah. And just try and protect them upfield. In an emergency, I'll lob a snotling. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and I'll lob them with the ogres. Oh, it would be fantastic if you're troll eight. It's not like <laughs> you can imagine this spitting it back out. Can I you? can't believe you're going for a troll. I know you hate. Do trolls. you know the reason why? Why is that? Because if I drop the coach and the cheerleader, you can't quite afford an ogre. I can't quite afford an ogre <laughs> by ten k. Not without not without dropping another. Snotling. Not without dropping something else. And even if I don't use the troll, I can plug the troll right in the middle. Black orc either side of him. Yeah, or similar. Maybe alignment, black orcs slightly further out. Two ogres, slightly back. two ogres is a good amount as well. Mm. So it's not massive. You're not going to be massively penalised by the negatrades. No, hopefully not. So it's I've hopefully done it in a way that I'm not going to go. Oh no, both of them are boneheaded. Now what am I going to do? Because I've still got enough going around it. But there's enough punch in there, plus enough movement to be able to do it. Snotlings with what Titchy. So yeah. going everywhere on a two, sidestep. I can put them in places that even if it's just a block and alleyway. Yeah. For you guys not to be able to get through. Yeah, makes that makes sense. And you know what? In a tournament, I'd love to throw a snotling and see if I can get a touchdown. Maybe with the troll, just because I can. Having done it with Ogres, it's, it's good fun. <laughs> it's really good fun. So on the topic of throwing teammates, yeah. the uh, the other team I've been brewing up and started painting is the dwarf halfling mix. Oh. Wow. So it is still more bash, um, but that's because the uh, the dark elf skaven mix is still brewing in my head oh. but I've got a plan for that because I think that could be great too Skaven gutter runners with dark elves oh, could be great thematic it could work quite nicely absolutely actually, and you know you're looking at a huge striking potential mm. but from a modelling opportunity I wanted this this dwarf halfling mix the new halfling models are cool the golems that I picked up from Reaper just look they look kind of dwarfy they function yeah. as treatment, so it's going to be this this cool mixed team, which is obviously the whole point of going. Like that. <laughs> you know, it, it's going to look it's going to look cohesive but mixed together. So the dwarf halfling one brew I've got is two treatment at two forty, mm-hmm. um, and then two halfling catches. Yes, 
for that sprint and catch. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Uh, two dwarf blitzers, two dwarf runners, two dwarf blockers, two extra halflings, and three rerolls. That's pretty darn good. So that's 12 players with three rerolls. I'm not sure whether to drop the third reroll, which at this rate is 80k, because you've got to take a fan factor mm-hmm. as well, and get some more halflings in there. So it would take me up to 14 players and two rerolls, and then I'd just chuck a leader skill on. on double. Well, I didn't even need to use the double because it can just be on the dwarf um, runner. Oh, can it really? Yeah, they've got passing. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, so... That sounds like possibly a better option. Let me just check that. Yeah, they do. So it could you could just use that on there. Now, it's a stunty team, so you get doubles. Yeah. You get two doubles. Dwarves are obviously tier one. So, you know, there's... There, I'm not... I think the doubles would go on the trees for block. Yeah, less chance of going down them. Oh, it's just it's just such a great skill. Or multiple block. Because I was thinking multi, two multiple block trees and two guard dwarves. I was wondering when it one I put it there, put my teeth in it. I was wondering where the guard was gonna come in. Yeah. Two dwarf blockers with guard on the line next mm. to the treeman gives those treemen guaranteed strength, strength seven. seven. If not multiple eight. blocking. Or that's basically two strength. Five. But if you get two both downs. Oh yeah. A double both down is your stuff. Yeah. But block <laughs> but you know, block is uh, block is probably the better skill. Chucking guard guys in next door gives you a strength seven block. So you pretty much guarantee to have a three die block. And a three die block with block gives you a massive, massive success rate. With block, three die with a re-roll, because I don't know if treemen have... I don't know if the trees have a loner. I don't think they do. There you go. So the treemen don't have loner. Three-die block. With block, you are looking at a 98.4% rate of taking a player out. Knocking him down, anyway. That's incredible. And they do come with Mighty Blow. Yeah, and with Mighty Blow, you know, you're likely to take somebody out as well. But the most important thing is that while you're doing all that hurting... You do have a bunch of halflings you can throw. There is that. I, I love that option, even on a de- on a defensive strategy. Got it. Right. One dwarf blocker with guard in the middle of two treemen with double blocks with double block, as in with block on double from three yeah, treemen, yeah. giving them the guard, giving them strength seven. So that's pop, pop, three yeah. die block, three die block. That dwarf in the middle is just standing there cheering them on. Yeah. And uh, a runner takes leader. Drop the third reroll. Pick up two halflings. You got twenty k to chuck somewhere. Coach and a cheerleader. Yeah, coach and a cheerleader. Because it could give you that extra reroll that you want. Yeah, coach and a cheerleader, or maybe drop one of the runners and actually pick up and yet another halfling. I don't know. The, the the list building opportunities are huge. Yeah, it's quite yeah, particularly with the new the new halfling setup. I know it's so cool. I'm yeah, not going to take it. I'm not going to take a hefty. I don't think. Uh, don't think that's needed when you're Particularly running dwarfs. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a, it's that's a bit of a run. kick in the teeth, isn't it? Yeah, it's like, hey, we've got this new player. He's armor seven. That's like, oh, okay. <laughs> cool story, bro. Everyone's armor nine. And the trees are armor ten. Um, wow. So, yeah, it's quite an interesting build. So, those are just some example lists that we've been brewing up, ready for Bonehead Bowl. And genuinely, they're not even... Tip of the iceberg, even. No, that's just the beginning. That's just the stuff that we're doing because of the modelling opportunities, to be honest. Well, we've already started 
both of the teams that we've spoken about. I don't even know why I'm building the dead punchy one. I, just, I thought, you know, have a, have, a, have a Camry team, have an undead team. That's great. Two teams and one. Build them so they're cohesive, plus just awesome to run a lineup of five out of six strength five guys. The dwarf, I wanted to get those golems on the go. Plus throwing yeah. halflings around is great fun. Ben's going for his, you know, 4.5 troll list. <laughs> um, and he's still not finished. There's still opportunity there to drop in a secret yeah. weapon or to upgrade them to black orcs and make it even beaster might be better for him to upgrade them to maybe to a blitzer or a thrower for the sure hands on that, that did no good for me last night yeah sure hands did absolutely no good for me at all edge, edge three sure hands is the worst thing yeah <laughs> right. it gives you hope i've I, I don't even know why the only reason i take a fur and skaven now is to get that 20k reroll with the leather yeah, the leader yeah i just use the gutter runner to pick up the ball now that's all right i used to have a kick return uh, diving catch gutter runner they could basically cover the entire backfield did he die? no I couldn't afford him because of the oh. stupid blooming rules <laughs> <laughs> which are now gone thank you redrafting <laughs> so yes Bonehead Bowl 29th of June information is available on our Facebook and will soon be available on our website so uh, yeah drop us a line and uh, come along So the second topic we're going to talk about today is to block or not to block. You need that with an echo. <laughs> <laughs> That's the next thing we need to get. So we're trying a new mic to see if it gives a better quality, but the next thing is a sound soundboard. <laughs> so to block or not to block, Bonehead Basics on blocking. Now, I've built a little spreadsheet that's full of different situations, the different skills, the strengths to determine which is better, which are the options, what your percentage chance is, what, mm-hmm. what your chances with a re-roll, what your chances with pro or loner, um, just to give you a proper breakdown. But I'm not going to go fully into the numbers because that would be a very boring podcast. And but, it would take up the entire time, I think. <laughs> there's, there's lots of numbers. Yeah, I was not very productive at work that day. I just want to break it down and talk about some few basic heuristics to give you a guide, to give me a guide on what is better in certain situations Mm -hmm. and just how likely some things are to work. Now, everybody has seen dwarf blockers do the one die block. That shouldn't surprise anybody that that is just very successful all the time. But there are some circumstances where a two die up block is actually pretty beneficial. Okay. So we'll go through that as well. So the first heuristic is around strength three block, strength four no block, Mm -hmm. which is better. You've got the Chaos team, you've got the Orc team, you've got the Black Orcs, they're all strength four, yeah. no skills on them at all. And you've got the strength three guys on the same team with block. So you've got on an Orc team, you've got Orc Blitzers who are strength three block, and you've got the Black Orcs who are strength four. Yes. You never really know which is better. They all feel different. Now, in, in your mind, I know you've had a quick look at the figures already, but in your mind, which is better, strength four, no block, or strength three with block? Strength four. So, you are right, but it is very marginal. Okay. So, just from running the numbers, if you are looking to knock down an opponent, only knocking down the opponent, not both down, Okay. Okay. and you've got no skills at all, you're strength four, so we'll say you're hitting a, a strength three opponent without mm-hmm. block. There's a two die block, that's a 55% chance of knocking them down Okay. on the two dice. That's not so bad. With a re-roll, you're looking at 80%. Right. That is a high success rate for the two die block. It's good, isn't it? Yeah. On a one-die block, with block against someone who doesn't have um, re-roll, is 50%. And with a re-roll, that makes it 75 So you are you you have more benefit, and you are actually more likely to take someone down without block using a strength-four guy than you are with a strength-three guy with block. Yeah. However, 
I think what throws that out is most of the time when you are making a block with a strength three guy with block, you generally chuck in that assist, mm. which takes your strength straight to a two die with block. Yeah. And that starts off at a success rate of 75%. Yeah. So you are as likely to take him out um, with a support as you are by using a reroll, mm. which means that when you do do your reroll with block on a two die block is 94%. Right. So getting that supported or leveling up your strength four guy two block gives you that huge edge. Yes, massive. But from running the numbers, it is actually very close. But that that block level up just on your strength four guys is a huge amount of benefit. It is basically the same as having a free reroll. It's crazy, really, isn't it? Yeah. When you look at it like that, it is crazy because you don't think about it. Do you? you just know that more dice is more likely. Yeah, you you would generally think, oh, that's going to be okay. Mm. Um, it does change ever so slightly when you were looking to sack someone. So okay. The other numbers around here were about sacking. So the idea being you need to take the ball carrier out. Um, whether you're using wrestle, whether you're just using both down, and, it, and taking the both down result if you don't have it, mm. it does close it up a bit. So you're making a two-line block with no skills, and you just want to take somebody down straight off the bat, 75%. So if you're willing for your black orc to go down as well, and for you to suffer a turnover... You've got a great chance on a two die block. It's not bad at all, really. Is Again, it? with a reroll, it's, it's hitting that ninety four percent. With block, you are less. You are exactly the same. Basically, you've got the same benefits to sacking as you do to yeah, block. Yeah, because yeah, regardless. Exactly. Ah. Exactly. So if you are going to sack someone, sacking in the strength four without block is actually better than strength three with block. Huh. I know. Well, Which, you've got the extra dice, which gives you the option to. Yeah, you've got pure, pure strength. So that's one of the first heuristics, just just to bear in mind, is while there are some circumstances where block has the edge, strength does give you a massive benefit. Mm. If you're going to solo somebody just on their own, strength four is better than strength three with block. Yeah. It it is actually more reliable. So don't hesitate. If you're like, who do I do? Do I do it with my blitzer, who's got block? Or with the black orc, who's strength four? Go with the strength four. If you've got a reroll, it makes it even better. To get that sack. Okay, the second key heuristic is uphill blocking. Oh, see, okay. I don't like doing this. I know you don't. I love it. You, you're frustrating with it. Yeah, it's quite, it's quite. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? Because of that, that's why, I, that's why I was interested in running the numbers because mm. I was like, this feels great. Like I should, this should be a disaster. Mm. But it, it gets pulled off, and wrestle is the absolute key to that. So doing a, <laughs> these these figures are awful. And this is probably where that, that gut feeling of, oh my god, two die up is, is absolute, absolute rubbish. So to knock down your opponent without knocking down yourself on a two die block is 11%. Jesus. It's not a lot. Not, not, all, not a it? lot at all. So with a re-roll, it's 21% chance. That's one in five. That is, it's just a little better than rolling a six plus. Wow. Now, if you're going to try and take them both down, so assuming that they don't have block, mm-hmm. two die up is a 25% chance of success. That's not so bad. That isn't so bad. With a re-roll, you're looking at 44%. Okay. So if, you, if you're if you willing to take the turnover... Now, this comes into play when you're looking at your, edge two, uh, your strength two high edge guys. So the gutter runner. The classic gutter runner. Run in there, two line up block. With a re-roll, you've got a 45% chance of it working out. Or forty-four percent chance we're working out. Yeah. Those are those are pretty good odds. Like yeah, those are worth better, don't they? That that's worth banking on. That's mm. better than a five plus. 
Oh yeah. It's better than a 5 plus. So actually 2 die up blocking with no skills isn't the worst thing in the world. Uh, 3 die up is. The best that gets is 23%. So I wouldn't recommend that. But I've done that and you can put it off. You've done that twice to me in one game. And I think I had wrestle though. Although I did roll just all powers. One of them, yeah, one yeah. of them was definitely three powers. <laughs> just triple power. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was. Or like uh, lodging blitzer as well, but we won't go into things. I'm not salty about that still at all. So, <laughs> well, I ran that numbers. I yeah. ran those numbers too. So to do a three die up block, knocking down just your opponent, with and the target is a blodger. Mm. There is a 0.46 percent chance of that working out. That's disgusting. Boom. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> I remember sitting there and looking at that going, I don't even know what to do. I don't think that guy had dodge. I think I don't think there was a dodge. I one. think it was. I think there was block. I think there was that was, was just, just a block. That was just three point seven percent. Oh just, yeah, yeah. Now if you really have to go after that blodger on a three lie up block because he's you've just gone run into the straight of the cage, if you've got a re-roll, it, it almost doubles to 0.9% success rate. <laughs> <laughs> it's less than one in a hundred chance of it working, wow. but do it for the glory. That's it. You, you only get here for a short amount of time. Blood Bowl players even less. So three die up blocking without any skills is 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 a disaster. Three die up blocking for the sack with wrestle mm. is excellent. Okay. Okay. So well, say excellent. It's better than you'd imagine. So <laughs> two die up blocking with wrestle taking them down is twenty five percent chance straight yep. off the bat. You've got you chuck your reroll in there. You're at forty four percent. Doing three die up is twelve and a half percent. With a reroll, it's twenty four percent. So there's okay. still there's still about a one in four chance of it working. That's not bad though at all, is it? The odds are much better, and I think this is why I've always had a lot of success. Is because I do tend to swing those two die blocks, two die uphill with your wrestle, mm. and you just get lucky because actually one in four times it is going to work. Yeah. Okay, you might have to burn a reroll, but one in four times your ridiculous. Sack is going to work. Now, if you're running a team like Skaven, you can normally sack the ball away from edge, edge teams. But the strength mm. teams, they cage up rid of me. So they go for the grind. The grind is good because it means you've got those multiple chances to get the sack. Yeah. So say you're defending, you're going to get at least two chances to go for the stupid sack in a cage. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That means that for a one in four... If, if they've got two drives, one of those drives, you're going to succeed in popping the ball out, which is where the, that success comes from, because you can rely, say, rely on the numbers. There is actually a chance for you to do it, but the biggest takeaway from this is just the power of wrestle. So you can look at the bell curve and you can see that dodge, dodge is always going to be a really great defensive oh. skill, as is block. Mm-hmm. But wrestle just completely supersedes block. And if you're going for the sack, so if you're going for the sack, the idea being to stop them scoring or to steal the ball, wrestle is absolutely huge. It's your huge. number one, isn't it, really? When you it think about it, it is huge. One die block with wrestle. Oh, that's to knock them down. One die block with wrestle and a reroll is a 75% chance. That's crazy. Yeah, so if you do get that gutter runner in there, you, he's got Dauntless, or just any player with strength three wrestle so you can get a lineman who levels up on a human team mm. you get wrestle on him just because it's useful to have a wrestle guy because everyone says it's useful to have a wrestle guy if you manage to just hit the ball carrier on a one die block with a 
average Joe wrestle guy, you've got a seventy-five percent chance of just him pop, of just popping that ball out. Yeah, I like this. I'm good. in my head. I, I said to um, I said to you, like I say in general, I I always play a safety now. It took me a season to work it out, but I yeah. always play a safety. But if you can get a safety with strip ball and wrestle, it's huge. And juggernaut. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, I could be insane. I haven't run the numbers for strip ball. You've run enough just, numbers there. This to be was honest. just about well, I, I started working on a frenzy brew as well. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> that does not surprise how me. How successful is going to be if I have frenzy? Um, but this was really cool. So uh, is it Ramtut who's strength five or six and has wrestle? Yes. Okay. So it's not unrealistic for you to get a two die or three die block on wrestle with him. These numbers are massive. So. Two die block with wrestle and a re-roll. Okay, he's got loner. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's a it's a massive success rate. So two die up with um, sacking someone with wrestle is seventy five percent. Just okay, it drops to fifty five percent if they've got dodge, but seventy five percent just walking in there on a two die block. I think he's got great tackles, hasn't he? So you can get in there. It's eighty seven. Strength six. So he is walking into a cage on a three. And just and just smacking home. And if you can get that three die block with wrestle before the re-roll, it's eighty-seven percent. That is the equivalent of two plus. Nice. So you walk in there, and on a two plus, that ball goes out, out, which is massive. <laughs> so I'm rethinking some big guy builds. Yeah. Imagine the 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 minotaur with wrestle instead. Now he's got claw mighty place, so he kills stuff. And yeah, having the guy on the ground is not great, but. Mm. If you're going for the touchdowns and you've got a good recovery team, Wrestle is the absolute king of skills. You know what? Think about it. From a, a Chaos Renegade point of view, having the Ogre with that sort of skill wouldn't be a bad thing at all. He's armor 9. He's armor 9. Movement 5. Yeah. Strength 5. Break tackle, Wrestle. You know, boom. That's he's, not so bad he's, at all. He's getting you get that right. lucky skill up to make him a strength six, and he's well walking into cages. That's it. If you're willing to take him down on the wrestle, now the reason we say I say wrestle is better is because it, it just completely blanks block, mm-hmm. and there is there is so much block out there. Either because it's a really straightforward and obvious first level up yep. for all ball carriers because it protects them from strip ball. Mm-hmm. So in our local meta, I've hardly seen any strip ball. No, sure hands protect strip ball. Oh, that's right, yeah. Sure hands protect strip ball, but block just protects your ball carrier. Yeah, yeah. You're not going down. It's not an easy, oh, I'll take you down because I haven't got it either. Yeah. Wrestle just completely blanks that. Mm. So strip ball wrestle is huge. Yeah, it's it's crazy, isn't it? That is everything but a skull. The ball comes out one way or another. Huh. Okay, so that's why I didn't bother running the numbers for that, is because it is literally the same as not having a turnover in those circumstances Mm. if they don't have sure hands. And I do have the turnover numbers at the bottom. If you're going to do a three die up block, um, you've got a a, a high chance, a seventy percent chance of a turnover. If you're going for a three die up block, well, now it's a seventy percent chance of a turnover. So seven times out of ten, you're going to skull, you're going to double skull, you're going to go down. If you've got wrestle that three die up block. It only turning you over on 42. So you, you nearly half it by taking Wrestle to be ah. your three die up sacker. Less than half the time, well, more than half the time, it's going to be fine. Mm. Like, whatever happens, you're going to be okay. You can still move the rest of your team. That's crazy. So, yeah. Uh, sorry to bore you all with numbers, but just from a, hur- a heuristics point of view, so things you should know. Strength 4 is better than Strength 3 the block. Mm-hmm. 
Strength forward block is better than everything. Yep. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Strength plus block. Yeah. Two the daddy. Two die block is is fantastic. Mm. Three die block is just overpowered. Three die wrestle is king with a reroll. Yeah. It's like almost certain to happen, which mm. is fantastic. But then again, how are you going to get that? Um, and two die up blocking is a very successful thing to do with wrestle. This shouldn't surprise anybody, but the numbers themselves did actually. No, but it's, me. yeah, it's. Seeing it in the flesh, so to speak, is quite a revelation. So, <laughs> wrestle sacking someone with a two die up with a reroll is forty four percent. Nearly half the time, it's going to work. It's really good odds. It is, and I think that's why I've had so much success. Is because when you chuck in wrestle, you throw it out there. But the best thing you can ever do is a three die block with block against someone who doesn't have block, because that is a ninety eight point five percent success rate. And the only time you'll get a triple skull. Yeah, but you re-roll it. <laughs> you re-roll it, but yeah, like you said, there is still a, uh, a <laughs> there is still a small chance of having that. Actually, it is a tiny chance of getting triple skulls. Point zero zero two one four six percent. I think I've done that once. Yeah, I know. Six, they say that is only that skulls. chance. In reality, there I think go. it's like a one in Massive. five. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So if you guys want to have a copy of this, I know there's a couple of articles already out there about blocking numbers, but this was really about the sack for hmm. me. It's like how to how to take out that ball carrier. Dislodge And, you know, having a success rate of nearly 50% on an uphill block with wrestle is massively successful. Yeah. Um, but a one-die wrestle block will work 75% of the time. That's scary. You don't even need to take strip ball for that. That's just wrestle. Oh. Put it on a lineman. Hey, cat. I know, right? Okay, that's that's it for that topic. Okay, so it is time for the star player of the episode. Now, given that we've just been um, talking about blocking and I've been gushing about wrestle, and last week we talked about a high off star player, and as we've got Ben entering the league and he's running his high offs, he's doing a great job painting them up and rolling lots of. Bad, bad rolls with that. Bad, bad rolls. Um, I figured we've got a star player here that can show him what to do. And the star player for today's episode is Prince Moranian. Um, he can play for Elf or High Elf. He's 230k, movement 7, strength 4, edge 4, armor 8. That's an absolutely massive elf so far. Yeah, that's a, a monster elf. So that guy is pretty great. And we have got Lona. Block, Dauntless, Tackle, and Wrestle. So this guy's really interesting because he has both Block and Wrestle. You've got the option there. If they don't have Block, they're going down. Or, if they do have Block, you can still bring them down if, obviously, they're a ball carrier or someone with a, a tell you what, guard situation. Mm. So this guy is a, a huge sacker, basically. So, like you said, he's, he's Strength 4. So you're rolling those Strength 4 um, Block... Rolls, yeah, which is a seventy-five percent success rate. As mm. we know from doing our quick heuristics there, um, and that is to either smash somebody out who doesn't have block, or to wrestle someone, given that choice. Yeah. Now it is a bit of a redundant skill when you're working through a league because obviously there's a limit to how many skills you can take and how much time it takes. So you very rarely end up with a block and wrestle guy, but this guy having both of those skills gives him that huge edge, and he has tackle as well. Yeah, it's a very very specific. So, so it's awesome. So you've got somebody who is a blodger, 
Now, most elf teams end up with blodgers, and apparently orc teams, if you're rich. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my BB2 team even has four edge four players. Orc. So your, your strength three orc blitzer, with mm-hmm. now he's got blodge, yes. he gets shamed by Prince Moranian. Completely. Strength four, edge four. So he's going to dodge in there, not all the time, but still he's dodging into one tackle zone on a three plus. That's so good. It's a gamble. It is a gamble. If he had dodge, this guy would be incredible. Um, yeah. But when he hits home, he's making that two die block mm. with block and tackle and wrestle. It just negates every skill. It's, it's fantastic defensive skill uh, build up there, isn't it? And from a league point of view, he's two hundred and thirty, so that is quite expensive. And these days we've we've gone back to um, we've gone back to wizards. Mm. I don't think we've seen one run out of league yet, but it's only the first couple of weeks. So it is quite a big investment, but elves elves go down. Like they get taken out. So your team value can drop quite sharpish. And if you end up playing against a 1300 team with a reasonably new elf team, you could take Moranian. And he won't hog all the SPPs. No, he's just he's going to be that, that, that hole puncher. Yeah, he is the bullhawk. Mm. He will be able... If, 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 he can, if you can get a clean line of movement to the ball carrier, this guy will take it out. Yeah. And even if, you know, they've rolled the six, they've intercepted the ball with their croxical... Because it happens all the time. <laughs> this guy's got Dauntless. So on a 2+, plus, he's one-dying. Mm. The big guys. And one-dying, someone with Wrestle and Tackle and Blog, is still really brilliant odds. Yeah, it's incredible odds, really. Anything but a Skull, you're okay, for one. But on a, you know, on a, basically a 4+, 50% of the time, with that one-die Blog, you will be able to sack whoever you hit, mm. using a combination of Wrestle and Tackle. Yeah, he's he's an incredible support player, really is. And when you're running him on elves and high elf teams, you should be able to scoop in there with a decent edge and pick up that ball from wherever and do a decent elf trick. Mm-hmm. So, although last week we spoke about Sauron Hightower being a really great asset to a starting elf team, if you really quids in, Moranian is a beast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's not an it's not an unimaginable player to build as well. No, I was thinking that that. You could use him as a um, as a foundation to, to what you want to do with one of your own. Now, strength four is exceptional. It is. So you won't always get that. No. But having a block, tackle, dauntless, wrestle, strip ball mix, dodge mix in there, like any of those skills are great. So you could end up with a, with some really, really well-tooled out health blitzers. More than possible, isn't it? Yeah. But the idea is that the Marini will take the ball away from them, give them back to one of your guys, your guys get to the SPP. So, yeah. I, I think Moranian's pretty good, and I hope that uh, I get a chance to play against him. But I might even take him in a in a, in a team build. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, if... Oh, idea time. <laughs> Moranian in the Bonehead Bowl with an elf team. Oh. Yeah, he could be a really great ball hawk. For 230, he's, he's pretty expensive. He's the price of you know any two, three other elf players. Mm. But that is a ton of skills. Yeah. I don't know. You could it's do something massive. there. Yeah. You could do something really cool there. Really cool there. So that wraps it up for today's episode. Thank you all very much for joining us. Uh, I can never remember how to end the episode. So we'll just say um, thank you. Have fun. Take care. Get in touch. Come to Bonehead Bowl. Definitely come to Bonehead Bowl. And don't forget, two heads aren't always better than one. <laughs>